Welcome to Access Utah, special edition of the program. Uh, we are responding to news that broke last night. The Outdoor Industry Association has announced that after next year, Salt Lake City will no longer host the Outdoor Retailer Show, which has called Utah home for 20 years. Some companies like Patagonia had said they would not participate in the shows because of the Utah legislature's opposition to the new Bears Ears National Monument and desire to shrink the size of the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument. According to Deseret News, uh, Paul Edwards, the uh, governor's deputy chief of staff, said the following, It smacks of gross ingratitude to a community that has embraced the outdoor retailer show, subsidizing its success and expansion through direct investment, let alone extraordinary hospitality. At stake is at least an estimated $50 million annually, according to a study by Visit Salt, Lake's, uh, Visit Salt Lake and the Kem C. Gardner Policy Institute. We want to know what you think about this. Are Governor Herbert and Utah Republicans right in expressing caution about expansion of a federal role in public land management in Utah? Is this the right move by the Outdoor Industry Association in moving the outdoor retailer show out of Utah? What is best for the economies of the areas adjacent to national parks and monuments? Is it tourism, an outdoor wreck, or extractive industries, something else? We're going to talk about this for the hour, and you can comment right now to upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. You can call us as well, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. And we bring in first uh, Peter Caroon, who's chairman of the Utah Democratic Party. Chairman Caroon, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so uh, you sent out, uh, your uh, organization sent out a, a press release uh, in response to this move by the Outdoor Retailers Association. You're placing the blame squarely on uh, Utah Republicans. Why so? Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, first I want to step back and say I was Salt Lake County mayor for eight years working hard with, uh, with my team to keep the outdoor retailers here. We ex- expanded the Salt Palace Convention Center uh, we started working on uh, promoting a convention hotel uh, to help them out, and now uh, what, where are we going to where are we going to go? Uh, we have this uh, anti-public lands rhetoric that is coming from this one-party state, and finally the outdoor retailers said we've we've had enough. Uh, we've heard you speak out of both sides of your mouths uh, for too long, and we're we're out of here. It's it's uh, it's going to hurt a lot of small businesses. It's going to take as you said, uh, up to $50 million out of our economy, and, and that's not a good thing. And that $50 million is just the direct um, uh, you know, uh, payment in from the outdoor uh, retailers. Uh, it's estimated that you know, they would, that would be higher than $50 million. Uh, so um, in your time as, as Salt Lake County Mayor, um, I, I suppose you, you saw economic benefit from this, uh, is, and you would probably do planning if you had that hat on, uh, to to try to bring other shows in, or, or is Salt Lake going to be able to do that? Well, we've got to fill a big void. Uh, another show that was planning on being here, uh, associated with the outdoor retailers, was the Interbike uh, show, and I think that was all but a done deal. And now that's gone as well. And you know what's next? Uh, we've talked about having the Olympics here again. Is that going to is that going to happen? You know, Sundance is a big show. What's going to happen? There, as we uh, as we continue this right wing anti public lands rhetoric, I mean, we have some of the most beautiful uh, scenery here in the state of Utah. There's so much industry that's based off of our outdoor recreation and our uh, our you know one party state, one political party state wants to throw it all out the window just to send a message to Washington D.C. 
I think it's really a shame, and uh, you know, I I, uh, I hate to see outdoor retailers go away, but I certainly understand where they're coming from. This is, it seems like this is part of a growing divide. Um, you know, you could call it two Utahs. Um, Utah legislature probably well represents the older economies, right? And, the, you know, um, ranchers, for example. Um, and then you got the a, a newer economy, outdoor retailers. And there is an ongoing debate in many of these communities, especially adjacent to national parks and monuments, as to what kind of economy they want. And, and you know, I, I certainly have great respect for our ranchers and our mining industry and the extraction industries and I think both can uh, uh, coexist together and and will coexist together but uh, one can't exist at the expense of the other and you know we have beautiful public lands here and and uh, you know we don't need we need to protect those uh, they bring a huge ma- a huge amount of industry here and the extraction industry is an up and down boom boom and bust industry so we need uh, something uh, m- more stable, and frankly, I think one one of their biggest issues is economic development. Uh, you know, they're they're relying on a boom and bust industry. I think our state has done a poor job of of helping rural uh, Utah uh, expand its com- economy and diversify its economy into other things. So they're not totally reliant on a boom and bust industry, and and that's uh, I think that's really where the issues lie. Is that uh, you know, we're blaming public lands for our rural economies suffering when that's not the case. It's the case is that we don't have diversified economies uh, in our rural areas, and our state uh, leaders have done a poor job in trying to expand those economies. What do you think, uh, the governor, he mentioned he, he felt this was an ultimatum from the Outdoor Industry Association. He's tried to, in his view, work with them before when they've expressed concerns. Uh, I, I think, at least reading between the lines, he feels like that this was, they were set to leave anyway. What would you have advised the governor to to do? I, I would say that that was not not the case. You know, these uh, these discussions have been going on for over a decade. I was, you know, when I was Salt Lake County Mayor, they they were going on the outdoor industry. You know, values states that value their public lands and our, you know, if we just keep having our uh, Republican leaders in the state, our congressional leaders, our state leaders talking out of both sides of their mouths saying they value our, our public lands, yet, and they, yet they, you know, are going back to Washington, D.C., trying to get rid of our uh, national monuments uh, or reduce the size of them. Uh, so they're, they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too, and finally they drop the knife on the floor and um, you know they're they're stuck in in a really bad position now, and it's really going to hurt a lot of small businesses, and uh, not only in Salt Lake, but I think in rural Utah as well. This press release from the uh, Utah Democratic Party. Again, we're talking with uh, Peter Kroon, who's chairman of the Utah Democratic Party. Uh, you, you you mentioned message bills, um, and this is something I, you know Democrats have have uh, talked about before. Um, do you feel like this is a case of a message being sent? Maybe not a whole lot of hope that a, a national monument would be rescinded, but a message bill that uh, now is costing fifty million dollars annually. Absolutely, you know, our, our state just passed a resolution to, uh, you know, get rid of uh, Bears Ears National Monument, and you know, looking at reducing the size of uh, a Grand Staircase Escalante Monument as well, and so. 
you know, there's little chance, I think, of those happening, yet they send the message and look at the, look at the cost, $50 million plus all those jobs associated with it, whether it's, you know, additional restaurant staff that uh, come and help uh, during the outdoor retailer show or, you know, a lot of the folks, they come here for the shows and then they go to southern Utah or other parts of the state. And so all that uh, additional revenue is lost. It's going to be hard to make up. Um, and we've been talking about a convention hotel. Frankly, I think a lot of that business was predicated on the, the outdoor retailers staying here in Utah. Who, who knows what uh, what may happen there? We have with us Peter Caroon, chairman of the uh, Utah Democratic Party. We'd love to hear from you. We are responding to the announcement uh, last night by the Outdoor Industry Association that after next year, Salt Lake City will no longer host the Outdoor Retailer Show, which is called Utah Home for 20 years. Um, it, this has been building for a while, and uh, now the uh, the shoe has finally dropped. We want to know what you think, and uh, we want to uh, uh, home in on this uh, important issue about the economies. We've uh, had a lot of talk here in this program, and uh, about the economies of areas adjacent to national parks and monuments. Uh, do uh, designation of national monuments and parks improve the economy? Some are saying that um, the, the economies, uh, you're used to uh, jobs that paid a lot more. You could sustain a family on those jobs. Now in a tourism economy, uh, people can't. Others are saying this is a boon for the economy. We want to hear from you, especially if you're in those areas. Uh, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, or you can email us to upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. Uh, let's uh, go to a couple of emails here, and uh, we'll get uh, a response from uh, Chairman Caroon uh, as appropriate. Uh, first up is uh, Veronica in Teasdale, who says, I'm thrilled that the outdoor retailer show is leaving, uh, threatening to leave Utah. This came in a, a week or so ago, um, and it's a backward, futile uh, public land stance. There are plenty of other states that cherish and support our priceless public lands. That's Veronica in Teasdale. Next up is uh, Dr. Yeah. Uh, do you want to respond to that, uh, Chairman? Well, well so, so there are other states like Colorado who now are going to take advantage of this. They value their public lands, and they're more than happy to take the outdoor retailer show twice a year, 20,000 people coming into our state. Uh, you know, you can only send, send a message that we, we, uh, we don't want you here anymore so long until they finally leave, and there's other states who are more than, wel- more than welcoming to the outdoor retail industry. As, I, uh, as I've been thinking this through, and, and of course, uh, Colorado um, took out ads, right, in the Salt Lake newspapers saying, you know, you're welcome here. Uh, co- I don't know, Colorado might be the only state that I can think of, at least adjacent to Utah, where, where the state politics would be of the liking of Patagonia or other outdoor retailers. Well, that's the first, the first place that comes to mind. I know, you know, when I was uh, Salt Lake County mayor, they uh, talked about Las Vegas, but no, I think uh, the outdoor retailers didn't think that uh, Las Vegas really fit in with their uh, image, and so uh, Colorado w- would certainly be a uh, a place where they probably would feel welcome and feel like it matched their uh, sensibilities and, mm-hmm. and their uh, viewpoints on the outdoor industry. And it uh, tends to be, uh, of course, uh, a, a famous uh, instance uh, in recent memory is uh, North Carolina. Uh, NCAA pulled, uh, you know, tournament out out of uh, or tournament sites out of North Carolina because of the the state government's uh, politics. Um, it 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 has been, you know, liberal companies, liberal, um, uh, you know, economies uh, pulling out of conservative uh, states. But I, you know, I, I guess this could be reversed as well. And and so in principle, if it were reversed, I'd 
I don't know how you'd feel about that. Oh, I, well, I, ho- I hope it is reversed, but I think in order to be reversed, I think our our governor and our legislature and our congressional representatives all need to really uh, recognize that the outdoor industry is important to us here and our public lands are important to us and some of these lands are sacred lands as well and uh, it's something we need to preserve for generations to come, not just to uh, you know, use up and, and discard and leave us uh, with a big mess uh, for for uh, time time and eternity, we don't we don't want to uh, see our public lands any of us uh, go go to waste. And you know I think again we can have a productive outdoor industry, recreation industry, and mining as well. But we need to preserve the public lands that we have. And certainly again we need to work with our, our miners and our ranchers to make sure their issues are concern and concerns are are uh, discussed because they have good issues uh, that needs need to be discussed and resolved the federal government hasn't always been their friend and hasn't always worked well with uh, the extraction and, and ranching industries and so they need they need to do a better job I don't think any of us uh, uh, say that that's not the case uh, but that doesn't mean we need to wholesale throw out our public lands we have a couple callers uh, let's go first to paul in logan uh, paul glad you called go ahead with your question or comment well, thanks for taking my call and I'm, I'm glad you're having this topic this morning it's obviously very important to utah citizens uh, a couple of quick comments and i'll take the answers offline uh the first one is i don't hear enough talk about the reduction in access that might uh, happen for the average users the utahns love their outdoors and if we uh, trade off public lands to state government and then further sell them off or restrict them in some way, there's a lack of access. My bigger point and I'm really concerned about is that the, uh, the congressional representation in our state, particularly Congressman Bishop, uh, are touting the, uh, how they're standing up for rural Utahns and they're standing up for Utah citizens, but I believe the popularity of the Bears Ears and public lands uh, leans quite a bit the other way, so I think it's a bit disingenuous that they are they keep saying that they're standing up for those little rural communities and kind of pulling at our heartstrings when, when the majority of the state really leans leans pretty heavily the other way. And I'll, I'll take the answers offline. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thanks, Paul. Appreciate that. Um, uh, Chairman Kroon, you, uh, comment on that? And, and, and I'm certainly no, no expert on on, uh, on all the access issues regarding federal lands. But, you know, I, I think uh, our caller has, has a good point. Those issues need to be worked out. Uh, my understanding is that uh, there wouldn't be significant changes in access uh, for those uh, people who already have uh, uh, have the ability to use uh, the National Monument and other protected lands, but certainly uh, there, those issues still need to be discussed and need to be worked out uh, with, the, uh, with the BLM and other agencies. Um, and then I, I agree with the caller that I think our, our congressional representatives have done a disservice to our rural uh, Utahns. Uh, they've they've really turned their backs on them, and they're trying to uh, trying to have their cake and eat it too. And I think the rural Utah is once again going to be hurt by this action. 
We, again, we're having a special access Utah here. We're wanting your comments on the Outdoor Industry Association decision to uh, pull out the uh, outdoor retailer show from uh, Salt Lake City uh, because they say that Utah does not, at least the uh, representatives, governor, and the and the delegation do not, and the legislature don't sufficiently uh, share their view on how public lands ought to be managed, and especially with regard to uh, the, the Bears Ears National Monument. Um, and we go next to uh, Tom in Vernal. Tom, uh, glad you called. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you. I, I just wanted to reiterate that it's possible to have a lot of sympathy for the, the rural Utahns that are, are living down the Bears Ears region, but still feel that uh, this monument is the future for them. And it, your, your talking reminded me of uh, Wallace Stegner in Mormon country. He was talking about the Hole in the Rock expedition that founded Bluff. Most of the, I've been down there a few times, and, and I love it, but most of it is not good human habitat, hard to make a living on. And Stegner was talking about how the people of Bluff, who numbered 225 in 1880 and 70 in 1930, clearly those people were having a hard time making a living off of the land. So it's it's a land that's, that's not rich in resources. You know, it's got uh, pitiful grazing. It, it doesn't have great timber reserves. It's rich in beauty, though, and if it becomes a national monument, the grazing and the other extractive industries are going to continue because the same agencies that have been managing the land up to this point are going to continue, but you're just going to have more thought and more attention paid to it, and it's going to put that part of Utah on the map in a way that is going to encourage a lot of people from all over the world to scurry in and empty out their pockets and help prop up that economy. So I really think that the, the people in, in San Juan County need to reinvent themselves, and I don't think it means the loss of all the traditional ways they used to make a living. Uh, thanks, Tom. appreciate that. Uh, thanks for, thanks for the, that input. Um, you are welcome. Uh, Ch- Chairman Kroon, what do you think? I, I, I agree. Uh, again, I don't, I don't think it's... Uh, you know, one one has to succeed over the other, but uh, it is a tough place to uh, to you know to, to do, do a a lot uh, in terms of economic development. But I think things can be done, and I think uh, recreation is uh, is certainly uh, an important industry. Uh, people come to the state; they spend a lot of money, and they leave, and they put a lot of um, uh, money into our economy, but they don't burden our uh, tax uh, taxes a, a lot uh, with children in school and roads and things like that. So I think the, the uh, recreation economy is, is a good economy in a place where otherwise it's hard to make a living. Here, uh, here is the next uh, email. This is from uh, Dr. Ross Peterson here at USU. Uh, Dr. Peterson says, This should not surprise anyone because the issue has been discussed for some time. As a student of public lands management, water history, and national parks and monuments, I feel that the state government has no chance of winning in federal courts. This is a delayed reaction to the 1996 use of the Antiquities Act by President Clinton on the grand staircase of the Escalante National Monument. The new monument has the backing of Native American organizations, as well as many other groups with interest in preservation and outdoor recreation. This is another example of Congress, the executive branch, and the states not working together for the common good. In reality, the state has no legal claim to any of the land in question. The Homestead Act, the Deseret Land Act, and the Carry Act were all attempts to increase private or state ownership 
And when the BLM was created after World War II, they were given responsibility for all of the federal land unclaimed. Utah is not prepared to administer the lands for the common good and to open them to extractive industries as a possible revenue source is an option uh, in cooperation with the BLM. The state needs to recognize the value of parks and monuments as a way to preserve the heritage of the state and at the same time not view other entities as enemies but as potential allies in working out beneficial use for the future. That's Dr. Ross Peterson. Thanks for your uh, expertise there, Dr. Peterson. Uh, Peter Kroon, I wonder, first of all, that, well, first of all, I'll give you a chance to respond in general to, uh, to Ross Peterson's statement. Then I have well, I, I think his, his, he obviously uh, understands Utah history very well. Uh, when the state was formed, we did give up our claim on national uh, lands, and so when we hear the rhetoric, we need to take back our lands. Uh, as a matter of fact, these lands were preserved for all Americans, and it's not... Uh, and not something that Utah is claiming back because we never we never had uh, the rights to these lands doesn't mean we can't co co manage them and and work together to uh, uh, to make sure that uh, the lands are managed for all all Utahns and as well as all Americans. Of course, uh, the Utah legislature has a very different view of this, at least in terms of uh, prospects of winning court. I think they would like to take this to court, win, and, and, and change, I guess, that, that uh, change the law. So that, uh, I think it's a, a losing proposition. I think even our uh, legislative legal council has uh, realized that the, the chances are slim to none, so we're, we're wasting millions and millions of dollars on, uh, on a fruitless effort, and instead we could be working closer with our federal partners to make sure that we uh, we have more say in, in the management of these lands. And, you know, when uh, Bears Ears was created, uh, uh, you know, I agree that the Antiquities Act is not the best way to go about uh, preserving uh, these lands, but, you know, it was very clear from, uh, from early on that our Republican uh, representatives from the state weren't going to be listening to the Native Americans and others uh, when uh, in the creation of Bears Ears, uh, and so uh, ultimately the Antiquities Act was the solution. And I agree, it's not the best way to go about doing it. But when there's no other options, I think the president had uh, very much the right to to do what he did. The politics of this, I think, still sticks in the craw of some. Uh, I, I recall President Clinton signed that uh, act, uh, not in Utah, but across in, in Arizona. And, and, and uh, yeah, I, again, I, I agree. It's not the best way to go about creating uh, national parks, but you know, these are lands that uh, we all love as Americans and Utahns, and I think we need to preserve them. And, and if our, if our uh, political divide is such that we can't get it done through uh, legis the legislative process, then I think the executive process is certainly a viable alternative. Here's an email from Paul in Logan. Paul says, The state of Utah has a rich history of grand and beautiful national parks and monuments, popular with Utah residents and out-of-state visitors alike. The historical aspect alone should be enough to convince our legislators and other government leaders that federal public lands are successful, desirable, and essential today as well as for future generations. That's uh, Paul in, in uh, Logan. 
Thanks for that, Paul. Paul emailed us to upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. We're looking for your comment on the Outdoor Industry Association uh, pulling out after next year the Outdoor Retailer Show from Salt Lake City. They cite the uh, political stands of uh, Utah's uh, leading elected officials. They say they're out of step with where the Outdoor Industry Association is, and uh, so they're going to go someplace friendlier, and that might end up being uh, Colorado. We have with us uh, Peter Kroon, chairman of the uh, Utah Democratic Party. Later in the program, we'll have with us uh, writer and photographer Stephen Trimble, and we'd love to hear from you at upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com, or you can call us to 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. Let's go to another email. This is Dave in Washington County. Uh, he says, Dear UPR, uh, I try to keep quiet and listen to your programs, which I enjoy very much, but recent developments regarding Utah's public lands, the attempts of Utah's politicians, I can't bring myself to call them leaders, to overturn Bears Ears Monument designation and shrink Grand Staircase National Monument have pushed me too far. And the final straw may be the Utah legislature's desire to spend more millions of Utah taxpayer dollars to continue the fruitless lawsuits and lobbying. This is absolutely unconscionable. The money being uh, frittered away by our reckless, uh, feckless leaders could do so much for Utah's quality of life. For example, in my immediate community, there are two funding requests before the legislature. One to help fund an artists and writers retreat that will bring stellar individuals to Utah to work and create. And one to help fund the restoration of a historic, a historic bridge. Both projects will benefit all of Utah, but will likely be overlooked in favor of funding to fight the federal government in lost cause. As for the value of our public lands and national parks and monuments, the politicians from governor to local legislative representatives are simply not listening to their constituents. We who live in southern Utah know that these incredible places, uh, what these incredible places mean to our local economies and to everyone's quality of life. We also see millions of people from around the world who love these places as we do and want them to be preserved. It's time for Utah's decision makers to stop listening to radical politicians in southern Utah like Mike Noel and Phil Lyman and start listening to the citizens. They're literally, quote, killing the goose that lays the golden eggs, end quote. Good for the outdoor retailers for making their point with dollars. Someone needs to get through to the state's politicians. That's Dave in Washington County. Peter Kern, what do you think about that? That uh, $50 million golden, uh, golden egg is now getting passed off to another state, and uh, it's a shame. I, I, I agree. Again, it's uh, too much rhetoric, not enough working with the federal government to make sure that we're, we're good partners. And, you know, our, our, again, our farmers and, and ranchers, and uh, extraction industries have some good points. Uh, some of the regulations that are in place make it very difficult for them to uh, to, to do their business. Um, but it's, but the rhetoric's got to stop, and it's got to be an equal partnership. It can't be uh, federal lands uh, over uh, mining. It can't be mining over federal lands. It's got to be both being able to w- work together. But we can't lose our public lands. I think they're very important for the state. We have now six national parks that we uh, that we need to preserve and and uh, take good care of, and not go back to Washington D.C. and try to overturn what has already already been done uh, since 1996, uh, and just recently this last year. I think we uh, we need to stand up as Utahns and say we love our public lands and make sure our federal representatives are listening. And I think polling has shown that people do care about our public lands and want to preserve them. I think our uh, legislators, because we have a 
one-party political system in the state are only listening to one side of the political spectrum and failing to listen to those who love our public lands here in Utah. Uh, by the way, Chairman Kroon, I, um, I, I think we told you we'd have you on briefer than this. I don't know what your schedule's like. How, how long can you stay on with uh, us? I'm, I, I'm good. So uh, okay. you have All right. more people calling, I'm happy All right. to stay on. Great. Appreciate you being on with us. And uh, like I said, we have Stephen Trimble in, in a, about uh, six or seven minutes. Uh, we, we have a, another gentleman uh, that we're uh, trying to reach, a perspective from Escalante uh, that we'll, we'll perhaps have on. Uh, so we have a caller now, Mark and Logan. Mark, uh, glad you called. Go ahead with your question or comment. Hey, good morning, Tom. Uh, thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, very much enjoying the subject matter this morning. I um, just want to give a brief background of myself. I'm originally born and raised in the Midwest, moved out to Utah uh, about 10 years ago um, to actually be a field crew leader for Utah Conservation Corps. So it was definitely the beautiful public lands that drew me out here, and I've been uh, working and recreating and living in different capacities in Utah for the better part of the last 10 years. And um, I just really feel like uh, the outdoor leadership industry has shown uh, great leadership with their move to uh, take the convention outside of the state. And I feel like as an average citizen, I consider myself, um, you know, what can I do to you know, really make a difference. Um, and I feel like outdoor leadership has shown the example that really when it comes to spending our recreation dollars, I think the most important thing that we can do is just to move those dollars to a state that uh, shows appreciation for their public lands. And really just the bottom line is speak the language that I feel like the, the leadership, political leadership in this state um, speaks. And that's, uh, you know, it's the color green and has a dollar sign next to it. And uh, so that's what I plan on doing. I just took a trip down to Arizona last week and just really enjoyed the public lands that they have down there and was much happier to spend my hard-earned money recreating in that state rather than this one. And um, I just hope that uh, other people follow suit, like I said, with the the outdoor recreation industry has done. And um, that's what I I encourage everybody to do. And I'll uh, I'll take uh, your thoughts and comments off the air. Thanks again for this important subject matter. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Mark. Uh, that's an interesting, uh, some would say, radical idea. Peter Kroon, uh, <laughs> do, you, do you support well, that? I, I, uh, boy, we, boycott, we, economic we boycott? Want, we still want people to come here and, and enjoy the, uh, the great state of Utah and our, and our public lands. Uh, you know, I, 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 think, uh, I, think it's, it's, you know, I think it's a message that should be heard by our legislators, though, that people are going to take their money elsewhere and spend their money elsewhere. You know, we, we want people to have stay vacations where they can stay in the great state of Utah and not take their money outside because those dollars get spent uh, over and over again in our communities. I mean, there's the, there's the multiplier effect. When a, a dollar is spent here, it multiplies you know six or seven times over, I think is the number I've heard in the economy. So it goes to pay for you know the, uh, the, the local baseball team's jerseys and and what, what, wherever else it might get spent. And just in, in Salt Lake alone, those uh, outdoor retail dollars that come in when the shows are happening in the winter and the summer, um, they, they help uh, build future parks. I mean, that, those, those, uh, those tourist dollars uh, at the hotels, the TRT tax, I think is what they call it, transient room tax, that goes to help build future parks in our uh, counties that helps preserve more public lands, uh, and again, it, it also pays our our waiters and uh, waitresses. Uh, it pays uh, uh, our hotel staff. 
and they go again and put that money back into the economy when they sh- when they shop. So it multiplies over and over and over again. So when we have somebody like our caller who's going down to Arizona to spend uh, their uh, dollars, that's not what we want to see because it hurts us in many other ways. Talk about the Outdoor Industry Association a decision to uh, pull out of Utah, pull their outdoor retailer show out of Utah, and in a dispute with the uh, Utah lawmakers over uh, over uh, public lands policy. And we're wanting to know what you think. And you can reach us to upraxcess at gmail dot com, upraxcess at gmail dot com, or you can call us to eight hundred eight two six one four nine five eight hundred eight two six one four nine five. We have with us uh, Peter Kroon, chairman of the Democratic uh, State Democratic Party. Uh, later in the program, coming up shortly, we'll have with us writer and photographer Stephen Trimble. We hope to hear from you, 800-826-1495 or upraxis at gmail.com. Let's have this uh, last email, then we'll go to a break. Uh, well, we have many more emails, but this uh, one before the break, this is from Joe in St. George, who says, Utah's Republicans just don't get it. They're living in the past. They fail to see the benefits of tourism, millions in revenue requiring minimal services unlike permanent residents. Agriculture provides minimal dollars in GDP, yet uses most all the water. They do not want to talk about that. That's Joe in uh, St. George. Uh, Chairman Kroon, do you agree with his economic analysis? Well, uh, uh, yes, in, in some, some sense. Uh, it is a low-impact industry, tourism. Again, people come here, they s- spend their money, uh, and they leave. They don't uh, burden our roads. They don't burden our schools. Uh, they don't burden our water and sewer systems to a great extent. It's a uh, tor- tourism and recreation is a is a clean clean industry in some sense. Not that there's no impact, but there's uh, certainly a, a lower impact um, than uh, than other industries. And and uh, you know that that's so so we're getting a lot in without having to spend a lot to promote this industry. We're going to go to break, and after the break, we'll come back with uh, Stephen Trimble. Peter Caroon, we'll, we'll let you go. Um, we really appreciate you being on with us uh, today. Um, and uh, I wonder, final comment on this from you. No, I, I, again, I think you know this is an example of having a one-party state and how it's not helped our economy, and we're seeing a significant uh, outdoor recreation industry show leaving the state of Utah because... We just have one-sided rhetoric coming out of the state, and you know the, the Republican leaders fail to see that there are other people who love this state uh, from outside of uh, Utah, and they're not going to put up with the re- rhetoric, and we as Utahns shouldn't put up with it anymore either, and we should look at transforming the state politi- politically uh, so we can help maintain the beautiful public lands that we have. Uh, Peter Caroon, chairman of the uh, State Democratic Party, thank you so much. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us. My pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Have a great day as well. Um, we're talking about the Outdoor Industry Association, their decision just announced last night to uh, pull out of uh, Utah with their outdoor retailer show. Big news, at least $50 million per year um, uh, by one study's estimate um, lost to the state of Utah. Um, and we want to know what you think. We're also talking about the economies of the areas adjacent to the National Parks and Monuments. There's a debate there. What's better for those economies? The mainline industries, traditional industries, or uh, tourism industry? Some are saying they can't uh, support their families on the newer jobs uh, based on the tourism industry. Others are saying that this is great for those economies. And what about this whole issue of uh, who should control the public lands? 
We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking with uh, writer and photographer uh, Stephen Trimble. And we hope to hear from you, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, or you can reach us to upraxcess at gmail.com. 